0: Welcome to the Daily Audio Bible Chronological. I'm China. Today is the 25th day of March. So great to be here with you today as we finish off the week together. We are gonna be in the book of Numbers with chapters five through six. Finishing off with the New Living Translation today. The Lord gave these instructions to Moses. Command the people of Israel to remove from the camp anyone who has a skin disease or a discharge or who has become ceremonially unclean by touching a dead person. This command applies to men and women alike. Remove them so they will not defile the camp in which I live among them. So the Israelites did as the Lord had commanded Moses and removed such people from the camp. And the Lord said to Moses, give the following instructions to the people of Israel. If any of the people, men or women, betray the Lord by doing wrong to another person, they are guilty. They must confess their sin and make full restitution for what they have done, adding an additional 20% and returning it to the person who is wronged. But if the person who is wronged is dead, and there are no near relatives to whom restitution can be made, the payment belongs to the Lord and must be given to the priest. Those who are guilty must also bring a ram as a sacrifice, and they will be purified and made right with the Lord. All the sacred offerings that the Israelites bring to a priest will belong to him. Each priest may keep all the sacred donations that he receives. And the Lord said to Moses, Give the following instructions to the people of Israel. Suppose a man's wife goes astray and she's unfaithful to her husband and has sex with another man, but neither her husband nor anyone else knows about it. She has defiled herself even though there was no witness and she was not caught in the act. If her husband becomes jealous and is suspicious of his wife and needs to know whether or not she has defiled herself, the husband must bring his wife to the priest. He must also bring an offering of two quarts of barley flour to be presented on her behalf. Do not mix it with olive oil or frankincense, for it is a jealousy offering, an offering to prove whether or not she is guilty. The priest will then present her to stand trial before the Lord. He must take some holy water in a clay jar and pour it into dust he has taken from the tabernacle floor. And the priest has presented the woman before the Lord. He must unbind her hair and place it in her hands, the offering of proof, the jealousy offering to determine whether her husband's suspicions are justified. The priest will stand before her holding the jar of bitter water that brings a curse to those who are guilty. The priest will then put the woman under oath and say to her, If no other man has had sex with you, and you have not gone astray and defiled yourself, while under your husband's authority, may you be immune from the effects of this bitter water that bring on the curse. But if you have gone astray by being unfaithful to your husband, and have defiled yourself by having sex with another man, At this point, the priest must put the woman under oath by saying, May the people know that the Lord's curse is upon you when he makes you infertile, causing your womb to shrivel and your abdomen to swell. Now may this water that brings the curse enter your body and cause your abdomen to swell and your womb to shrivel. And and the woman will be required to say, Yes, let it be so. And the priest will write these curses on a piece of leather and wash them off into the bitter water he'll make the woman drink the bitter water that brings on the curse when the water enters her body it will cause bitter suffering if she is guilty priest will make the jealousy offering from the woman's hand lift it up before the lord and carry it to the altar he will take a handful of the flour as a token portion and burn it on the altar and he will require the woman to drink the water if she has defiled herself by being unfaithful to her husband the water that brings on the curse will cause bitter suffering. Her abdomen will swell and her womb will shrink, and her name will become a curse among her people. But if she has not defiled herself and is pure, then she will be unharmed and will still be able to have children. This is the ritual law for dealing with suspicion. If a woman goes astray and defiles herself while under her husband's authority, or if a man becomes jealous and is suspicious that his wife has been unfaithful, The husband must present his wife before the Lord and the priest will apply this entire ritual law to her. The husband will be innocent of any guilt in this matter, but his wife will be held accountable for her sin. Then the Lord said to Moses, Give the following instructions to the people of Israel. If any of the people, either men or women, take the special vow of a Nazarite, setting themselves apart to the Lord in a special way, They must give up wine and other alcoholic drinks they must not use vinegar made from wine or other alcoholic drinks they must not drink fresh grape juice and they must not eat grapes or raisins as long as they are bound by their Nazarite vow they are not allowed to eat or drink anything that comes from a grapevine not even the grape seeds or skins they must never cut their hair throughout the time of their vow for they are holy and set apart to the lord Until the time of their vow has been fulfilled, they must let their hair grow long. And they must not go near a dead body during the entire period of their vow to the Lord. Even if the dead person is their own father, mother, brother, or sister, they must not defile themselves, for the hair on their head is the symbol of their separation to God. This requirement applies as long as they are set apart to the Lord. If someone falls dead beside them, the hair they have dedicated will be defiled. They must wait for seven days and then shave their heads. Then they will be cleansed from their defilement. On the eighth day, they must bring two turtle doves or two young pigeons to the priest at the entrance of the tabernacle. The priest will offer one of the birds for a sin offering and the other for a burnt offering. In this way, he will purify them from the guilt they incurred through contact with the dead body. Then they must reaffirm their commitment and let their hair begin to grow again the days of their vow that were completed before their defilement no longer count they must rededicate themselves to the lord as a Nazarite for the full term of their vow and each must bring a one-year-old male lamb for a guilt offering this is the ritual law for Nazarites at the conclusion of their time Of separation as Nazarites, they must each go to the entrance of the tabernacle and offer their sacrifices to the Lord. A one-year-old male lamb without defect for a burnt offering. A one-year-old female lamb without defect for a sin offering. A ram without defect for a peace offering. A basket of bread made without yeast. Cakes of choice flour mixed with olive oil. And wafers spread with olive oil, along with their prescribed grain offerings and liquid offerings. The priest will present these offerings before the Lord. First the sin offering and the burnt offering, then the ram for a peace offering, along with the basket of bread made without yeast. The priest must also present the prescribed grain offering and liquid offering to the Lord. Then the Nazarites will shave their heads at the entrance of the tabernacle. They will take the hair that had been dedicated and place it on the fire beneath the peace offering sacrifice. After the Nazarite's head has been shaved, the priest will take for each of them the boiled shoulder of the ram, and he will take from the basket a cake and a wafer made without yeast. He will put them all into the Nazarite's hands, and the priest will lift them up as a special offering before the Lord. These are holy portions for the priest, along with the breast of the special offering and the thigh of the sacred offering that are lifted up before the Lord. After the ceremony, the Nazarites may again drink wine. This is the ritual law of the Nazarites, who vowed to bring these offerings to the Lord. They may also bring additional offerings if they can afford it. And they must be careful to do whatever they vowed when they set themselves apart as Nazarites. Then the Lord said to Moses, Tell Aaron and his sons to bless the people of Israel with this special blessing. May the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile on you. And be gracious to you, and the Lord show you his favor and give you his peace. Whenever Aaron and his sons bless the people of Israel in my name, I myself will bless them. I love the priestly blessing, something that my dad put together as a benediction for um, for Winds, the church that he had planted and pastored years ago. Um, it comes from the book of Numbers, and then. Uh, also believe the rest of it is from a St. Patrick's letter, maybe. Um, But it is one of my favorite things just because line by line, it's like, man, this is a blessing from the Lord. And just to think about it, stanza by stanza is just, it's really sweet and it's really impactful and really powerful. And when you think about that, May the Lord bless you and protect you. That in itself is a blessing. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. How sweet is that? I listened to um, a podcast that was talking about, um, I think maybe I had shared about this on here before, like our attachment style and how it affects our relationship with God. And it was just very fascinating to me. And something that the guy had said was, if Jesus was to walk into the room, what do you think his face would look like? And I was like, oh, okay, I don't know. And, um, and so to think about the Lord walking into the room and s- smiling and he just being gracious to you. And then the Lord showing you his favor and giving you his peace. That is like a really rich blessing. And so lord i thank you for this i thank you for this blessing may we carry this may we know this and may we extend this to others because this is good news that you love us and that you're for us and you are kinder than what we are believing and lord i i think sometimes people just need to know that that sometimes we believe that you would walk into the room and be angry with us or have a scowl or with your arms crossed or coming in and harming us or just whatever it is that is just not of your character God I pray that you would strip us of that and that we would know that you are for us and that you love us and I pray that we would just take some time to actually think about that if you were to walk into the room what would your face look like we believe that there's a smile on your face we believe that you want to bless us that you want to protect us that you Are smiling for us and with us and you are gracious that you show your favor and that you give your peace i pray that we would be people who deeply believe this and live from a place of knowing this and live from a place of freely giving this this truth and lord i thank you for your word that deeply enriches us and in your name we pray amen So I just want to end with an encouragement to just take some time and to actually like really evaluate, what am I believing about the Lord? Is this because of maybe an experience that the Lord didn't, he's not responsible for, and maybe it's attached to somebody else? Or am I believing this because I, you know, fill in the blank? Or am I believing this because this is actually where I could go in scripture and find that this is true? So I just encourage you to do that and to sift through what you believe and um, and maybe write it down. Write it out and ask the Lord what's true and then to go into scripture and define that truth and rewrite the things that you are believing that are maybe lies and rewrite them with truth. But that is all for today. I'm China. I love you. Doug waiting for you here next week.
1: Hello Dab family, um, this is Tabby from Kenya, I wanted to call and rejoice with tools uh, from South Africa, I am so glad that the Lord has opened that door for you to go to university and I pray that even as you go in that he will go with you, that he will give you favor and grace as you study, that you will succeed and he will keep leading and guiding your steps. I rejoice with you, tools. Thank you, Lord, for hearing our prayers and for answering them. And thank you because you care and you're invested in our lives. May you bless tools as he starts this new journey uh, in, in his life at this point, oh God. and May you be with him, bless him, provide for him, give him success in Jesus' name. I also wanted to check in on the lady who called earlier in the year about being pregnant and not being in a very good place. I can't remember your name. I think it may have been Debbie. Um, if you're hearing this, we are thinking of you. We are praying for you. We hope you can call back and let us know how you are. Thank you.
2: Good morning, DFC fam. This is Carrie, aka Jesus Girl. I called my request plate on the 11th and I'm already, thank you so much, hearing prayers from my daughter, Ariel, who is pregnant and her boyfriend put his hands on her and she promptly got my 12-year-old granddaughter and left North Carolina and came home to me here in Michigan. An update is, I'm an extremely frustrated mama at this point, um, we, in talking, she told me this was the first time ever and that she just felt like if she didn't give it another chance and go back to him that she'd be making the worst mistake in her life and that she firmly believes inside that she's supposed to marry him and so she and my granddaughter returned to the man and I found out after she'd left that wasn't the first time it's actually at least the second I don't as far as my youngest daughter knows there have been no other but this wasn't the first time so i all i can do is pray and believe when i hear the lord whisper in my ear trust me i've got them i've got this situation and i have to believe that i do ask for your continued prayers in the updated situation needless to say i'm extremely concerned but our god is a big and mighty god and sometimes it takes a big and mighty situation to draw someone back to him well i can't even say back to him because she's never gave her life to him but draw someone to him but i love you fam i pray for y'all god bless you have a great day
3: Hello, hello. This is Walking in Truth from Florida. And I am calling because I heard Bridget call in and she had mentioned uh, that she wanted an update on Cody. And so Cody, I have been thinking about you for a couple of months now. Uh, And uh, we haven't heard from you since the fall, I believe September or October. So give us a call and let us know how you are doing and how God is working in your life. And Bridget, I wanted to pray for you as well. Lord God, I thank you that you are a God who sees, you know, uh, you know our struggles, you know our uh, pain and sorrow and trials. You know what is the stumbling block or stumbling blocks that are in our life that keep us from living a life of freedom and purpose and um, walking in the calling that you created us for. And so, Lord God, I pray that you would just speak to Bridget in a way that she hears you and uh, understands you and that you would lead her to the path of healing, Lord God, from her childhood. And I pray, Lord God, that you would minister to her in a way that's so sweet and so uh, Personalized and, uh, Lord God, I pray that you just bring her out of this, Lord, and that she could use all the past pain to glorify you, to to minister to others, and that her pain would now serve a purpose for your kingdom, Lord God, in helping others and pointing people to Jesus, the ultimate healer. Lord God, I uh, just pray that you put the people in her life that can help walk her through that and support her. And I pray you bless her, Lord, and help her to manage her time wisely. Lord God, and I pray that you would put the desire in her heart to just um, dive into your word and dive into all things, Jesus, that she might grow in you. Hi,
4: this is Chastie from Kansas. I wanted to call and um, pray for a couple of people. Um, I'm sorry I can't remember names, but there was the woman who called about her marriage where her husband and her are separated. He left. Um, he chose to leave. He's doing things that are unsafe and things that are not good for their marriage. Um, and also the man that called for his wife who's having uh, lower back pain and they're not really sure. She's been having it for about five years, I think he said. Um, so I just want to pray for you guys, Lord. I just come before you and ask you, in the name of Jesus, to provide healing in both of these situations, God. They're different situations, but both need healing and restoration and answers, God. And we pray for you to do a mighty work in both of these. I thank you for these faithful spouses that are calling and asking for prayer, God, because they know, and as we all know, that prayer is so powerful. And I'm so thankful, God, that we have the opportunity to come to you in prayer, to humbly ask you to please work in our lives, God, and in our situations according to your will, God. We thank you for your word, and we thank you for this community that is so uplifting and so encouraging. Thank you for this family of believers. And Lord, also we just lift up everyone in this community, for those that don't call in. We're so thankful that you are so faithful. In Jesus' name. I also wanted to ask for prayer for my sister. Um, I asked this before um, for her. She um, has been trying to get pregnant. She has been married for seven years, I believe, and they have not had a child. She recently has been getting some positive pregnancy tests, but then within a day or two, they show up negative again. And so she's pretty discouraged. They just are not really able to afford an infertility specialist or whatever that's called. I'm sorry. Um, But she just really needs help and prayer. She's pretty discouraged and pretty upset about that. I love you all. God bless you all.